On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about something that I posted on Facebook the other day about female artists in country music. Got a couple of the things I want to hit on as well. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Hey guys, I'm Steve Freeman and welcome back to the Steve Freeman Podcast. It is good to have you here. While you're here, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us those five stars, but also leave a written review. Very, very important. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, click that little bell icon so that you're notified every time uh, I upload a new video, whether it's a podcast or another kind of video. Um, But make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, Follow me on social media everywhere at the Steve Freeman. And I would love to have you become a member of my inner circle. Tips, tricks, advice, some cool stuff, maybe some boring stuff every now and then. I don't know. I I don't get them. (laughs) I just send them. I don't get them. Anyway, uh, you can do that at my website, thestevefreeman.com. Become a member of my inner circle. It's also your gateway to my free artist development masterclass. Uh, You definitely want to check that out. Getting great feedback on that. Love communicating with you guys uh, through the course. So feel free to go check that out as well. The podcast brought to you by artistdevelopmentacademy.com. If you are an aspiring artist, songwriter, producer, engineer, music industry professional, you just want to know more about the, the business and how to do it right, you're going to get the information, the guidance, the access that you need, that it takes to be successful. Online courses every month, a members-only community that is awesome. I'm having so much fun communicating with you guys in the members-only online forum. Tons of resources for you to to help you find success in your career, and we would love to have you as a member. Save 30% on your annual membership right now by going to artistdevelopmentacademy.com. All right, guys, the other day I posted on Facebook. What I did was I saw an article that had come out in the Tennessean here in Nashville about women taking up 10% of the airplay playlists at country radio. And, you know, there's been a lot going on. Look, we could get into some very, very, very touchy subjects uh, talking about this because in, involved in all this is the Me Too movement. It's it's uh, women empowerment. It's equal rights. There are a lot of different things that that sometimes most people feel like they need to dance around to be politically correct. I, however, don't feel that you guys come here for me to be politically correct. And I'm not going to play that game. I I just won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I wrote a very lengthy post uh, on Facebook because I reposted the article. And the article was talking about there, you know, there is this new wave. Women only took up 10%. There should be more female artists and, and blah, 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 and go on and on. And I've talked about this at times. Before, but I know that I have a lot of female artists and songwriters that listen to this podcast. So I I want to cover this, but if you think that I'm going to give you the sugar coated version, you're wrong. 
And I, I want to preface this episode with if you are very easily offended, then at the truth, let me just put it that way. I'm not going to say anything today that is not 110% the truth. But if the truth offends you and you don't want to face it, then you might want to stop the podcast now. And I'll give you just a second to do that. My goal here is not to offend anyone, but it is to give you the truth. And if you find that offensive, then that's your problem. It's not mine. But here, here's what's going on in the industry. And this is statistical as well as historical. Women have never played a huge part in the country music industry. Why? Because labels don't make as much money with female artists. Now, we could talk about, is that right or wrong? I, it shouldn't be. To me, it shouldn't matter if you're a male artist or a female artist or a group, a band. It shouldn't matter right? Music should be music. And that is all that matters. If you're making great music that deserves to be heard, that people like, you should be getting your fair shake. But statistically and historically, women have not performed as well as their male counterparts in country music. Now, why is that? The reason behind that is because the country music format is overwhelmingly a female driven format. Now, the, the country music genre used to be because I was in radio years and years ago. So we did everything. We thought of everything in demographic terms, like what's the demographic? OK, country music used to be twenty five fifty four persons, twenty five fifty four. That means if you are from the age range of twenty five to fifty four, you are probably more than likely a country music fan. That is where their demographic lived. Now, we could get into the whole thing, you know, Ray Scott and I talked a little bit about it, about Taylor Swift and Garth Brooks and, and Shania Twain and all this that kind of introduced a little bit more of the pop marketing, pop element, pop music into country music. You could say the same thing for Rascal Fly. I mean, this, I'm not, that, this, that's not what this podcast is about. What I'm saying is that when the label started seeing that a young, that especially Taylor Swift was, uh, was being able to identify with a younger audience. They saw an increase in record sales because mom and dad are going out and making sure that 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 12 year old, that 13 year old, 14 year old daughter had the new Taylor Swift record. There was nobody in country music that was taking that place at the time. If you wanted a new country record, you're talking about Alan Jackson. You're talking about Clint Black. You're talking, you know, Garth Brooks, Diamond Rio. Reba McIntyre, Martina McBride, those acts that were all adult oriented, 25, 54. And it even scales and, and pushes further towards the 54 number. If you want to be real honest, it's probably more like 35, 54. But when the labels saw, oh, my God, we've we've now have a country artist that we're selling records to seven year old to 18 year olds. That is a market we've never sold to before. And as a parent who has two daughters, you are not going to allow your kids, if, if you are at all within the financial spectrum of being able to do so, you are not going to let them go without. If they want the new Taylor Swift record, then you are going to buy the Taylor Swift record. And in a lot of households, I have two daughters. They won't share the same damn record. They've each got to have one. <laughs> so I'm buying both daughters 
each a copy of the same record. The label saw this and saw that it was a huge potential to make money. So they started making more music for younger people and especially introducing more pop elements into country production and making it more like pop music so that it was more attractive to a younger audience. They started seeing sales that they had never seen before. Once you go down that road, it's very difficult to go back. Now, here's the other problem. There, and, and, if, and if the labels bear any responsibility, maybe this is where it is. When they saw that happening with Taylor Swift, instead of going, hey, let's go out and find other female artists that the, the, country, the younger country fans might identify with. Instead of doing that, they took the artists that they already had and transitioned them into making more pop country music to sell that music instead of introducing the audience to new people. But that has always been the detriment of country music. And the role that female artists play in that is that there is not a demand for female artists. Now, this is where things get very tricky, but it is the truth. Fact. Most women do not support other women. Now, you can go on all day long and y'all can get on Twitter and y'all can get on Facebook and Instagram and all these other places and talk about, ooh, women empowerment. Let's, let's stand behind women. More for women. Let's do, let's see, we want to see women in more places of power and more, but you don't. Because it sounds good as a soundbite, but when it comes down to the fact of rolling your sleeves up and financially supporting other women to succeed above you, women historically do not do that. Most women find other women threatening. This is a fact, I, I, and I, I can feel so many people out there getting upset. I, I, can, I, I can feel it oozing uh, you know, towards me, but it is the truth. You are far, women are far more critical of other women than men are of other men. You are threatened by them. You're threatened by someone that you feel may have a better physical appearance than you do, that weighs less than you do, that has a different financial status than you do, that carries a different handbag that you can't afford or that you don't have, that drives a nicer car than you do. And you let all of those physical elements Make an emotional decision based on what you think about that person before you even ever know them, meet them, have anything to do with them in real life. Women predetermine from a second whether they click or not. And an overwhelming majority of the time, they do not click because they threaten each other. Now, you could argue and I say this all the time, female artists do not do a very good job of recognizing this fact. Whether it's through their Instagram or the, the way that they portray their lives and their lives are perceived, most of the female artists have put themselves on this pedestal, which most of the female fans in country music find threatening. Whether, like I said, it's through the way they look, through the way they act, through the things they have, through the, the fact that they're living a life that they're not able to live. They don't place those guidelines or those litmus tests or parameters on male artists because they're not competing with male artists. 
whether it's Carrie Underwood or Kelsey Ballerini or or Marin Morris or name any of the other ones. They do not have an overwhelmingly large female fan base. Most country artists that are females cannot and have historically not toured on their own. They typically pair with a male artist to go out and tour because female artists do not put asses in seats. The country music demographic is largely female. They buy the music. They buy the concert tickets. They buy the merch. So most female country artists are completely alienating 70 to 80% of the fan base. Again, I'm going to say like I said in this article. This is a simple case of supply and demand. Do not think for an instant that if the record labels thought they could make more money by signing more female artists and promoting more female artists, that they would. If they thought for a split second they could increase their revenue by 5% or 10% by signing more female artists, then they would sign more female artists. They don't because, again, statistically and historically, they do not make as much money with female artists as they do male artists. And guys, girls, this is a business. Are you fitting into the business model? Are you helping the problem or are you contributing to the problem? You can't sit around and talk about radio should play more females. Well, radio would play more females if the audience that listened to the radio station indicated through research and what they call books, where they, it's the ratings and all. They ask their listeners all these different questions, and they, they compile these ratings, and they hand them to the radio stations a couple times a year. If any of that research indicated that their listener base wanted to hear more female artists, they would play more female artists. The radio stations only play what the two or three main consultants in the country tell them to play. Big misnomer and misunderstanding about radio among you artists. I can tell you that you have no fucking clue how it works. None. Local program directors have absolutely no say-so in what they play whatsoever. None. Any radio station that you would want to be on is is owned and controlled by a corporate conglomerate, whether it's Cumulus, CBS, iHeartRadio slash Clear Channel. I don't I know they're iHeartRadio. They will forever be Clear Channel to me, the evil empire. None of those program directors get to decide what music plays on their radio station. There are consultants that these conglomerates hire that tell them what to play. Now, here's the two sides of that coin. The consultants are being paid by the radio stations to tell them what to play. The major labels are also lobbying and paying and payola and everything else to get these consultants to tell these radio stations to play their artist and their songs. So you've got consultants in the middle playing both sides of the fence. If the consultants thought that it was best for their radio stations to play more female artists, they would be telling their program directors to play more female artists. 
If the record labels thought that there was an ultimate payoff on the back end from them telling the consultant to tell radio to play more female artists over these male artists, if they thought that that trail, that circle would come back around and, and mean more revenue, then the 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 uh, major labels would be telling their consultants, here's what we're pushing. We're pushing more female artists this quarter or this year, whatever. But they don't. It's math. It comes down to the fact that female artists do not generate as much revenue for their subsidiaries, whether it's record labels, management companies, uh, uh, touring managers, business managers. They do not create the type of revenue that male artists do. And again, it all goes back to because you are in an overwhelmingly female-driven format and market. You are eliminating and threatening the majority of that fan base. By, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it by the way you look, by the way you act, by the status that you've imposed on yourself and that pedestal that you put yourself up on. This is a real problem. This goes down to how you represent yourself on social media, the type of pictures that you take. And one of the things the article talked about, and I want to hit on this a little bit, is is the historical significance of this. There have never in the history of country music been more than five or six successful female artists at any one time, ever. Now, I will say, that those five or six female artists used to have way more success than the five or six artists, female artists that are out today. And you could you could argue there are some of you that are fans of, you know, people like Carly Pierce or, you know, some of these other. They're not superstars and they're never going to be superstars. Casey Musgraves, a lot of your Casey Musgraves fans. She's never going to be a superstar ever. She will never see the height of success that Reba McIntyre has seen ever. She will not be remembered as Patsy Cline or Loretta Lynn or Dolly Parton. But when I start mentioning those names, those were superstars. If you go back to the 80s and 90s, when country music really saw its huge surge, which really began in the late 80s, early 90s, which you have is thanks to Garth Brooks. Whether you like the guy or not, he is the reason country music is where it is today. He made country music cool because it, it was designed for and reached a much broader audience than country music had ever seen. So like it or not, that is the way that it is. But if you go back to that point, you had Martina McBride, you had Patty Loveless, you had Tanya Tucker, you had Reba McIntyre, Trisha Yearwood, and there was a couple others that floated in and out. But even the Patty Lovelaces of the world never really broke through. She was really big for a female artist in that time period, but it fizzled out. When you think of the legends like Loretta Lynn, you think, you know, Dolly Parton, uh, Patsy Cline, and I know I'm, I'm forgetting a bunch, but we will never see those type of female superstars within the genre ever again, ever again. Carrie Underwood will never reach that status. Kelsey Ballerini will never reach that status. Casey Musgraves will never reach that status. Kelsey, any of them, Marin Morris will never reach that status. There are many, many factors that go into that. But as social media 
has become such an important part of our lives. And we have so many hands in that social media. I think so many female artists teams are handling their social media wrong and the artists themselves are handling it wrong as well. Because for most female country music fans, the female artists that are out in the marketplace today represent something that is unattainable. It's unattainable. From, you know, we're up at the gym, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're, you know, we've got professional chefs, we've got workout instructors, we've got beauty lines and clothing lines and all of this, and and it is unattainable. See, it's different when you're talking about pop music. Because pop stands for popular. It was popular culture. That's a different thing. That's like watching a movie and wishing you were an actor. Nothing wrong with that. When it comes to country music, though, country music was always supposed to be the format of relatability and attainability. That there was not this huge buffer of trying to define our lives by the successes of people like it was in pop music. Country music was always about this could be the guy next door or this could be the girl next door telling great stories that you identified with. That, oh, I, I mean, I, I go out with my friends like that or, you know, we go to this bar on the weekends. It was always attainable. Country music was always like the storyboard of your life. You may not be in that artist's particular shoes, but you have walked that mile. You know what they're talking about. The, the heartbreak, the loss, it reflected real life. So it was attainable no matter what that artist was singing about because of the power of the song. The artist always seemed attainable. The problem that female artists in country music are having today is they are representing something that is anti the message of country music at its root. You are setting a standard of unattainability, which then threatens female fans. This is a problem that I don't know if it will ever be fully fixed. But like I said in the article, if the female artists want to see a shift in this paradigm and they want to see more female artists played on country radio and they want to be able to sell out shows and and reach the fan base not a small percentage i'm not saying women don't like women female artists that's not true but the percentage is much smaller than the whole if you really want to change the dynamic then you need to stop blaming radio You need to stop blaming record labels for not signing and promoting more artists because they are in the business of making money. They are not in the business of promoting artists. They are in the business of making money. They're going to sign and promote the artists they make the most money on. They understand the demographic. They understand the format that they're in. So girls, women, if you want to change this dynamic, then you need to start asking yourself the hardest question. Why is there not a bigger demand from female country music fans for more female country artists? That is a problem that I can't solve. It's a problem that the fan base can't solve. It's a problem that nobody else can solve but you. Maybe start representing a little less unattainability and maybe be a little bit more relatable to the majority of the fan base. Yeah, that might require you to step down off of that ladder of that pedestal. You might have to not post as many bikini pics on Instagram. You may have to start showing people real life. 
Because that's what country music was all about. Country music was all about being able to be relatable and representing a life that is actually attainable. And until that starts happening, you're going to see 10% of playlists at radio consisting of female artists. We've got to stop blaming people for the problems we have. And boy, could we go off on a tangent on that one in the music business. But that's ultimately what it comes down to. You want to talk about equal rights and you want to talk about equal this and equal that. Well, you've got to do your fucking part. Nobody just gets handed anything. Nobody's going to go, well, despite the fact that we're going to lose money, we're going to we're going to appease women by signing more artists and wasting money. That's never going to happen. So maybe instead of sitting around and blaming and talking about how the industry should change and radio should change and this should change and that should change. Maybe it's you that should do some changing. Maybe if you do the changing, you'll start to see a bit of a shift in the dynamic. Maybe this is a conversation that you need to have with your fans. Maybe your fans know more about how to make you more successful than you do. Because right now, they're the ones keeping you from it. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you are listening, uh, be sure and rate, review, and subscribe. If you're watching the video version, leave your comments on what I've talked about today. I would love to hear what you think. Uh, Leave it down in the comments section below. Uh, If you'd like to get these little nuggets every once in a while that you see, make sure you're following me on social media at the Steve Freeman on all social media platforms. And I would love to have you there. I would love to have you a member of my inner circle as well. You can find that at thestevefreeman.com and always head over to artistdevelopmentacademy.com. I would love to have you as a member, love to see you in the members only forum and in the classroom on the monthly online courses. We The new course this month is Monetize Your Music, where I go in depth about getting your music in TV and film on the right Spotify playlist, how to turn your, your fan base into customers from a real approach, how to make social media pay for you. It's all right there for members, or you can buy the courses individually, but I would love to have you as a member. Uh, Next month's course uh, is going to be really freaking cool. And I'll be talking about that really soon. But go check it out. Artistdevelopmentacademy.com. Guys, until next time, keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next one. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman. 